idolatry. Who is sitting on your throne? Is it you? Is it stuff? These are some questions you have to ask yourself. Because the only person that should be sitting on your throne is God himself. So usually what I do is I ask a question and I do love asking this question. Um, I'll ask, okay, I want you to close your eyes. So just close your eyes. What does heaven look like? Picture heaven right now. What do you see? And then I asked to open your eyes. What did you picture? Now some will say, oh, I just picture heaven to be cars. And it's like, I picture heaven to look like a golf course, specifically Augusta golf course. And then someone's like, oh, I just picture my family all around me, so on and so forth. Anything that is not God is an idol. So what you've done is you've exposed the idols in your life by just participating in that. Because in heaven, heaven is God. You get God in heaven. That's it. And he is worth more than any of the treasures here on earth. So brings me to the next story. Uh, my daughter, she's six months old and she was in the jumper. Okay, the jumper's got all these little things all around it and uh, all these little fun little items to play with. Well, I walk into the room and all of a sudden she looks at me and she smiles. And then I walk closer to her, I lay down and I'm playing with this like blue like lizard thing and it's got all these little marbles in it and I spin it and all these marbles just are spinning around and spinning around and, and then I do it again and I spin it you know and I'm thinking oh you know I'm hoping you know she's like it gets excited for it and then I look up at her and her eyes never left me and then the Lord's just like this is what I want from you She recognized my presence in the room. I then walked closer to her and she started getting even more excited and her eyes never left me. Now, she had all these things to play with, but she did not move her eyes onto those things. Now, from a worldly sense, I bought the jumper for her for her entertainment. And I put her in that jumper while well, my wife put her in that jumper. It's just like what God did to us. God, first off, made us in his image and likeness. Just like my daughter is made in my image and my likeness. And of course, my wife's likeness. And then we were put here on earth. And then he gave us all these wonderful things. But they're not him. They're not eternal. My daughter recognized that. 
because she saw me, her uh, just her eyes lit up and they never left me. I'm playing with her jumper right in front of her and I'm spinning it as fast as I can. But her eyes were just on me. And that's what God wants for you. Not to fall in love with the, the created things, but to fall in love with the creator. So, that brings us to our first scripture verse. Uh, it's in Jonah. It says here in verses 7 and 8 in chapter 2, When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Now, keep in mind, Jonah was in the belly of the whale when he prayed this. And he says, when my life was fainting away. So when his life was drifting away, when he was getting close to death, he realized it's just all about him. It's all about the Lord. All this stuff is disappearing. It's all a vapor. And then he remembered the Lord. And then he said, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Everyone is looking for love in this world. And they seek love in all of these things that don't satisfy. Because you, it's the source of love that you need to go to. You don't want to fall in love with the created. You want to fall in love with the creator. And he is love. And we're all just searching and this crazy search. It could be your girlfriend. It can be your, like I said, playing golf. It can be driving a car. All of those will not fill the void in your life. Even right now, if you're a Christian, you're still, you have other lovers. And that is not what God wants. He wants you to enjoy those things. But you have to remember that if you want him to be your everything, he has to be your only. There can be no other lovers. There can be no other gods besides him. And that's in the first commandment. That's what it says. Love God above all things. All things. Nothing holds any weight in comparison to who he is and how much his love, his life. If you're looking for life in other places, he's the source of life. These things will not satisfy you on this earth. So then we go to Colossians uh, in chapter 3, verses 2 to 5. It says, Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For you have died.
put to death the old man. Put to death the old man. So now we can literally live in the presence of God, in the new man, and in new life. So that we can think like Him and act like Him. We're told to deny ourselves, empty ourselves, humble ourselves, death to self and any little thing that is sitting on the throne besides Him. He just wants you. Now, what does this look like? Well, it looks like this. For instance, I um, was a big NFL fan and I had a fantasy football team and so on and so forth. And then I found myself, if I would lose in fantasy football, I would get upset. I would lose my identity in Christ. And my day was, my Monday was rough. Why? Because I had fantasy football on the throne. I loved playing golf. Loved playing golf. And then all of a sudden my passions started to change. But when I was on a golf course, if I wasn't playing well, all of a sudden I started losing my identity. And I started getting angry and frustrated. Why? Because God wasn't on His throne. So... I mean, there are people that have an entire basement filled with NFL stuff or NBA stuff or their favorite baseball team. It's like a shrine made for them, but not him. So if you're watching something and it's affecting who you are, that's an idol. If you get a scratch in your brand new car or someone hits it, And you're all upset? Well, that's an idol. If your wife treats you wrongly, well, if you're dead, how can you respond to that? If you're truly dead, how can you respond to that? A dead corpse can't respond to that. And then what you've done is you've made her the king of your life. And then they dictate how you're going to feel. That There's no freedom in that. Same thing with friends and family and pets. All those things. If they dictate who you are during the course of a day, unfortunately, they have power over you, which means you've put them on the throne. And it's so simple. Father, expose and eradicate and purge from me any idol that I have. I I made the Bible an idol. I made this an idol. Instead of Him. So, it's just about asking the Lord to help expose these things in your life. Because He wants to be sitting on your throne. He doesn't want you sitting on the throne. He just wants you. 
to lay down your life and to sit at his feet and put him on where he belongs, on the throne of your life. I mean, I put miracles on the throne. I put godly things on the throne. And unfortunately, I was like this. I'd see crazy miracles happen, and then I wouldn't see any. And then I'd be all like Debbie Downer. Searching for answers of why, why? While he's off the throne. So if you put him on the throne where he belongs, you will be like this. You will be unwavering. You will be unshaken. You will not be shaken because God doesn't get shaken. If you stay in him, you're exactly where you need to be. So you need to ask yourself, do I have idols in my life? And Father, please expose them and get rid of them. I don't want them anymore. The longer you hold on to you, the longer the devil has a foothold in your life.